Can content curation help you build a brand story? We'll talk about that in a minute. Welcome to the Brand Telling Podcast, where we share secrets, systems, and strategies you can use to unleash the power of story to build and grow your brand. The Brand Telling Podcast is brought to you by the award-winning team at Communication Strategy Group, bringing a combined 50-plus years of publishing, agency, and client strategy, creative, and tactical marketing experience. Please welcome your hosts, Principal and Chief Brand Teller, Arthur Germain, and Creative Director, Michael Simbrom. My guest on this episode of the Brand Telling Podcast is Scott Rogerson. Scott is the Chief Executive Officer at UpContent, a content curation platform leveraged by marketing, sales, and communication teams to surface and triage, I love that term, the trustworthy articles to measurably increase engagement. UpContent eliminates the current method of manual, ad hoc, and duplicative efforts faced by many organizations. I'm really excited to introduce Scott to everybody here because I think he has a platform that many agency and uh, companies and clients uh, can really get a handle on and could really use to help them in their social media and email content creation and curation jobs. So, Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Excited to be here. So, Scott, we talked a little bit before uh, we hit the record button, and uh, I thought I'd ask you uh, to tell our audience a little bit about your background. Kind of give me the the brief on uh, where you came from and uh, walk me through to what you do today. Sure. It's, it's a bit of a random walk, as I'm sure some of the listeners of your podcast had as well. So... Uh, originally started doing consulting, first very technical consulting around application development, then did some management consulting, fell into private equity for a few years, ended up running a marketing agency after that for about three years. And two years ago, about 30 months ago, uh, we spun up content out from that marketing agency and have been running and growing this B2B SaaS technology since then. So, Tell me, uh, and that's how that's the uh, how the genesis of up content. Tell me a little bit about where did the idea come from? What kind of sparked you toward the curation model? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, when running the marketing agency, our focus of that firm was executing strategies that our other agency partners had put together, or the CMOs or director of marketing. Uh, inside of our clients had put together. And the challenge that we were trying to help solve was that in many cases, the strategies are fantastic, but the resources or the skill sets on the execution side often differ, sometimes drastically, from the skill sets required to create the strategy. And so our focus was providing a team that would enable the execution of these great strategies that were put together. As a group that was focusing purely on executing, one of the areas that we consistently tried to identify were areas where we could become more efficient or more effective in the execution efforts that we were doing. And one of the areas when we were doing these studies of when people, where people were spending time, where we thought we were getting value out of the time, how could we spend time in a better way, 
was in the quote unquote finding stuff <laughs> category. So, you know, there was a lot of effort spent on a daily basis. And for us, it ended up being, you know, 10 to 15% of everyone's day was spent in this like looking for stuff area. And where, were, why were you looking for stuff? Well, I was looking for stuff to try to supplement my social media posting calendar. I was looking for stuff to give me new ideas for original content. I was looking for stuff just to get a better understanding of the industry that I'm helping to serve and where that needs to fit in, looking for stuff for email. And more importantly than the time, in a lot of cases, we found that members of the team who were working together on the same client were looking for stuff independently. And it would just be this kind of oh, darn it, I've got something to post on Tuesday and I don't have anything here. Let me go try to find an article real quick and plug it in and so I can kind of move on the posting calendar. And that article would then live and die in that post and never be used again. And so we stepped back and said, there's got to be a better way to do this that's proactive, You know, not necessarily just telling me what articles had worked well that I curated in the past, but actually helped me find them work with my team collaboratively to determine which articles are best, and then remove the copying and pasting and formatting and previewing and all of those steps that are required to actually get those articles to where they need to go in order to get value from that finding effort that I had done. We didn't initially intend to create something, to be honest with you. We were looking for tools that could help us solve that problem but we couldn't find one that helped us address those three key pain points. There were some that once you had found the article, it put it into a nice little area for you and made it look pretty and so you could easily come back to it, but that didn't help us find better articles. There were others, certainly there are great tools out there on the marketing automation side that have been around for many years that help you on the distribution side, but they didn't give you the content to then distribute. And so we felt like there was a challenge there. We felt like it was a challenge we could solve. And so we just initially created a very rudimentary discovery tool for our team to use back in 2015. Uh, and we're really utilizing it internally over that time period, discovered that there was a greater problem that wasn't just unique to our team and had made the decision then to set out on our own once again, if you will, and bring the technology to our agency partners to direct organizations, particularly where trust and relationships matter in finding new customers, winning new customers, and keeping your current customers. Yeah, I, I think that's great. As an agency owner myself, uh, you know, I often have heard from clients who say, hey, we've just put in this great new marketing automation um, application. And I, I'm always happy to hear that because my next question to them is, what are you going to do with it? What was your plan? And a lot of times, they're not sure, um, especially those organizations that are using Salesforce. We work with a lot of technology firms and professional services firms, and Salesforce is their CRM backbone. They will then naturally fit in Pardot, and Pardot's a fantastic application, but it wants content. It, it sits there waiting you know, to be fed. Um, and uh, it's a, uh, you know, I often think of it like one of those big harvester machines kind of sitting off in the distance waiting, you know, turn it on and and uh, take it out into the field, do something with it. But it doesn't do a lot when it's just sitting there. I, I, I want to back up for something that you said. I, I think it was interesting about, you know, the idea of looking for content and 
one person on a team finding content and another person on team finding content, maybe even the same content. Uh, talk, talk to me just a little bit about the idea of content curation. Uh, when I hear the word curation, I immediately think of of uh, being at a museum and uh, you know a curator at a museum making choices and and uh, putting things in uh, you know to uh, to be seen by the public. Where you know talk to me about the idea of content curation. Yeah, I, I love that. That's where your mind went first, uh, because the idea of content curation has certainly evolved over the last, I'd say, five years or so. Very similar in trajectory, though a bit lagged from how original content use has evolved over, I'd say, the last 10 years. And, you know, originally people weren't seeing it as this museum approach. They were seeing it as a way to fill up and get the frequency that they were looking for. And as the volume of content that now exists has overwhelmed I, certainly me, I hope, I think us all, in terms of being able to find the information that I actually need to make better decisions. The successful brands and organizations are redefining their strategy away from, let me just create as much as I possibly can. Who cares what it's about? I need to get more pages on my website or more posts out on my social networks and volume will help me win to we need to build ourselves as certainly having a unique perspective to the challenges that our ideal customers are facing. And we're going to write articles that discuss those ideal and unique perspectives. But we also understand that there are lots of other inputs to creating those perspectives and giving context to those perspectives. And we probably don't need to write those. And we probably shouldn't even write those even if we had the time. And that's really where curation has now evolved to, is this, don't just take my word for it. We recognize that you're going to hopefully read my original content and then go out on your own and try to validate whether or not what I'm saying is accurate by seeing what other people are writing. So I'm going to do that work for you and be that resource that helps you not only see my perspective, but through the articles that I'm sharing on social, that I'm giving you access to through linking to those original pieces on my website, and that I'm sharing through an email newsletter to keep you updated of what you should be thinking about. I can then become your resource as a individual in a brand and as a brand itself. Uh, and that really, the idea of the museum is spot on. Right. And I usually like to talk about, you know, you go into one of those great museums. We're in Pittsburgh. The Andy Warhol Museum is one of my absolute favorites to go in and see. And they have done a, a magnificent job of where I can walk into one of the rooms that they've curated of all of his works and I can get a feel for the story without having to get six inches away from the plaques on the wall and read out every little thing to understand why these pictures are up or why those works are presented in that way. That ability is what we as brands or we as individuals in brands who want to be those trusted resources need to approach curation like. And it shouldn't be, now I have to write six paragraphs about this article, why I picked it, what's good to read about it, why you should read it, how amazing I am. It really needs to be focused upon, these are just some great articles I think you should be reading today. Take away a lot of that you know, difficulty that, prevents me from being consistent and showcase those articles. Again, not removing your need for original content creation, but instead allowing you to get additional value out of the work that you've put into the original content by continuing to drive relevant traffic to it 
through the articles that you're sharing that relate back to that key and unique perspective that you can bring to that audience. I think that makes you know perfect sense, and uh, I was one of those kids, and I'm still one of those adults who does stop it and have to read all those little plaques, and the rest of the friends or family are like, you know, running out of the room, and I'm like, wait, wait, I just want to read what year this happened, and you know, so I, I, and I appreciate when it is well curated, you know, if you've ever walked around wearing the headset, and as you walk by, you know, you get the, you know, you, you get somebody telling you. Uh, a little bit more about the painting or, or uh, the figurine that you're looking at. You know, something that you haven't said, and I kind of appreciate it because uh, we've been uh, kind of moving away from the term ourselves. Uh, you didn't mention thought leadership. And, and you know, I, I, I've used the term for many years, but I've recently thought more about it. And, you know, having a thought and sharing a thought is not necessarily uh, the form of of leadership that you're looking for uh, because there are so many thoughts out there curating other people's um, information and ideas uh, it really does fall into uh, that kind of a leadership we've begun to refer to it as story leadership and, and having story leadership means that you are sharing you know some of your own thoughts and experiences and information but you may also be sharing other stories that align with where you're moving in the direction that you want to take you know your clients customers prospects your industry and that you are that curator of the story. Uh, so I, I love what you're talking about because I really do feel that uh, the idea of story leadership through curation is, uh, you know, that, that can be a foundational thing. Yeah, and I think you hit it really well. And, and this is why it's always interesting because I think we're at this pretty significant inflection point where there's a predominant amount still of very sophisticated marketing and sales thought leaders, to use that term there, who are really focusing upon all that matters is what I write, right? All that matters is the original thoughts that I can bring to the forefront. Uh, and it's very interesting to me because if we look back through how we all learn, right, to take it to that very high level, I have a first grader uh, and a three-year-old, right? And if we left those individuals at that age to just have to go and learn everything themselves versus learning from the works of others, it's going to take those two very long to, to get to the point of knowledge uh, where they can now go to a school and get told what others have already learned and learn it that way. And the interesting piece as we had looked at how content marketing has evolved over the last 10 years is I think we're starting to reach that point now with content marketing as well. You know, being a thought leader doesn't just mean writing out all of your thoughts and therefore having so many thoughts that you've magically become this leader. Everyone can now become that publisher. And so the ability for your target audience member to distinguish between this application developer's thoughts and your app, your developer, your thoughts as an application developer doesn't mean that you just have to put those thoughts out there, but it's what the context is into how those thoughts became formed. What's the support for why those thoughts are the right thoughts? And how do I know as a 
individual interested in some services that you may be providing, that I can trust you not only that you have good thoughts today, that you're going to continue to guide me in the right direction because of the work that you're doing to be a continuous learner. Uh, and that's, I think, more important to us looking for solution providers is, are you always learning and always getting better than you were the day I hired you? Can I turn to you? Because my world is changing so quickly. And if you're just sitting and having your head in the sand and saying, all that matters is how I think about the world, everything's going to very quickly pass you by. And that really can scare your prospects. Right. And I can see from your background as a consultant um, that that you formed that mindset early. Um, clients didn't hire you to then uh, say to you, here's what I want to do. They hired you to ask you, what should they do? And that was coming from your research, not just, oh, I made this up uh, in my bedroom and here's what I think you should do. But, you know, it was based on your research, your experience, the, your story leadership um, that you were that you were looking and telling people. T- tell me a little bit about uh, the, you mentioned earlier, the types of people who are using up content. Uh, you mentioned agencies and um, you, you mentioned uh, individual or uh, your direct sources. Tell me um, how your model works for both of them. Yeah, that's a really great question. And uh, we, at a highest level, tend to work with organizations where trust and relationships matter, right? Going back to what everything that we've just talked about. If I am selling you candy, you probably don't necessarily need to see me as a great resource for future candy trends, right? Because you're just going to go buy the candy that you want and you're looking for, you already know what you need. So we don't necessarily work very well with those organizations. The ones that we do work well is where they are trying to position themselves as that trusted resource, not necessarily the amazing thought leader coming down from the mountain, but the person that you can turn to and know that that group has it together, they know what's going on. And the way that we tend to work best is through our technology integration partners, as well as our agency channel partners, because to be honest with you, Arthur, they're better at qualifying than we are. They have that broader perspective. You know, we are a partner with HubSpot, we're a partner with Hootsuite and MailChimp. They're seeing the larger view of what that organization needs. And to your exact point, they're on often cases providing the pipes to get the content from point A to point B and analyze what's working and personalize what needs to go out. But in many cases, to make all of that work well, they need the actual content input. And that's where up content fits together. Uh, different than many of our competing technologies that will create somewhat of a walled garden and either ask or make it easiest to, or in some cases even require you to use their systems for delivery versus some of the great state-of-the-art partners that we're working with. And particularly on the agency side, that's a near and dear aspect to me, given where we came from. It's difficult enough to figure out what's going on in a single industry or a single environment to be able to manage that across, you know, when we were working with 35 different industries, trying to be that trusted resource for all 35 industries, in addition to staying on top of what's just happening in digital marketing and advertising, is quite an ask. And so we find that UpContent fits very nicely in there because it can help those team members stay abreast of what's happening and then very easily tie into those specific 
uh, marketing technology stack environments of each of their clients without having to do a lot of logging in and logging out or copying and pasting or utilizing a Google Sheet as the connector between their thought and their clients' technologies. I, I can see that you've looked over the shoulder of many of your agency partners when you mentioned Google Sheets um, as, a, as a tracking methodology. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, so tell me how, uh, what is the best way for someone who listens to the podcast to, uh, kind of get a, a better sense of how up content works? Yeah, well, absolutely. There's a, uh, a great short video on the site. If you want to start there, uh, it's just about two minutes long. It'll kind of hit all the high notes of how we help you find great articles, help you and the team collaborate in picking the best articles. And then again, very easily connect to all of the distribution tools you're using in a way that makes the articles best presented, adheres to all of the fair use and copyright requirements, which is a very important thing to be considering, and does it in a way that helps you convert. Uh, if you are so kind, I would love the opportunity to talk to you directly, however. So I'm not going to certainly make that the only way to learn about a technology. Obviously, that would be an ignorant thing to say. Uh, but as you mentioned, Arthur, we're always learning about how people are using it how they're approaching curation in general. This is a very rapidly changing way to think about things. And so I would be very excited to find 30 minutes with you if your schedule allows and really just talk through it together and, and see if there is an opportunity to work together. And if not, just be able to share some thoughts between the two of us uh, and understand and better explore where curation may go as you view the world. So that's great. So anyone listening, uh, you want to go to upcontent.com to find out more and see the video that Scott's talking about and uh, go to the contact page, fill it out and, uh, you know, schedule a time for Scott to walk you through. I know Scott's walked me through and uh, it was great having uh, Scott be my docent, as you will, to uh, walk me through how the tool works. It's one of my favorite things, and please, when you fill that out, mention you know that uh, you had heard about it through this podcast. I'll make sure that I grab uh, that request, and that way we can make sure we connect directly, and there'll be consistency throughout that process. That's great. Scott, thank you again for being a guest here on the Brand Telling Podcast. Really appreciate talking with you, and hope that uh, we can have you back when you've got some, some news or some updates to uh, how the platform's working. That sounds fantastic. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed the conversation, and I look forward to all those future discussions. For the Brand Telling Podcast, this is Arthur Germain. Thank you for joining us. Build a better brand story for your business. Schedule a complimentary consultation with the Brand Tellers at Communication Strategy Group. Send a note to contact-us at gocsg.com or visit us at communicationstrategygroup.com forward slash contact.